What does a DJ, Mikhail Gorbachev, and Andrew Jackson have in common? Episode 20 of the Booterverse. Hey everybody, welcome to the Booterverse. It is episode 20. We've finally passed our adolescence. Sure, we can't drink yet, but we're gonna pretend like we can. We've got DJ Gary Class with us, or as I've always known him, Carrie Glass. Sir Cornwallis Willoughby is with us once again, and of course, Judy Scheinbaum answers your questions, all today on episode 20 of the Booterverse. Buddha. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Guitar Picks. Guitar Picks, when you want to seem cooler than you really are. And now for news in my orbit. What's more humorous than an open mic night? American politics. In the first bipartisan action scene on Capitol Hill in ages, lawmakers from both sides of the aisle have finally found something they can both dig. A moat. Following Steve Cohen's suggestion that a moat be dug around the White House to protect it from further intruders, House members have excitedly been concocting a plan to turn the presidential home into a sort of medieval times on Pennsylvania Avenue. John Boehner has gone on record as favoring a dragon and a nice place to burn witches. Steny Hoyer is spearheading the search for a perfect round table. And Eric Cantor and Nancy Pelosi are said to be collaborating on plans for a dungeon that will make Guantanamo Bay look like Disneyland. One wonders, will the famed White House China be replaced by wooden trenchers? Will the Rose Garden become a jousting arena? Time will tell. Members of Congress, however, are wondering, will their clothing allowance cover suits of armor? Finally shedding his armor, embattled actor-comedian Bill Cosby, now facing multiple allegations of rape, has finally spoken out against the charges, saying that it wasn't lust, depravity, or even poor judgment that made him do it. It was, he confessed, the Jell-O Pudding Pops. In a shocking statement, Cosby detailed how every time he would eat one of the frozen novelties he made famous, he would black out and wake up an indeterminate amount of time later, often in unfortunately compromising positions. You've all heard about the alleged rapes, Cosby said, but what you haven't heard about is the hardship it created for me, being a slave to Jell-O, having to eat those pudding pops and pretending to like it. It was awful, knowing I was likely to come to hours later in somebody else's ugly sweater or ranting about chocolate cake and zippity-bop. They were like frozen roofies on a stick. Cosby refused to comment on whether or not he is planning on suing Kraft Foods for damages. He is said to be writing a tell-all autobiography that details his blackout-fueled relationship with Jell-O, said to be titled, All That Jiggles. In the international political scene, former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev was such a fan of the cult TV show Twin Peaks that he apparently enlisted the aid of then-President George H.W. Bush to find out who killed Laura Palmer. According to leaked FBI documents, Gorbachev was so obsessed that it was considered a national security issue, and at Bush's behest, the top secret, Operation Black Lodge, was begun early in 1991. Teams of specially trained federal agents spent thousands of hours going through VHS tapes of the drama frame by frame, looking for the evidence. Such evidence was compiled in a 10-volume dossier, and the list of potential suspects included Laura Palmer, the log lady, an owl, a piece of cherry pie, and Ronald McDonald. A later supplement to the dossier revealed that Ronald McDonald was suggested by an agent who didn't realize a commercial had started. When Operation Black Lodge was unable to definitively identify the murderer, fears ran high that the superpowers would be pushed to the brink of nuclear holocaust. General Norman Schwarzkopf was consulted on strategy, and what followed was nearly amazing. Twin Peaks creator David Lynch was flown to a secret bunker where he met one-on-one -on -one with Gorbachev. The details of that conversation remain undisclosed, but suffice it to say, Gorby must have been given some true wisdom. A handwritten draft of his Christmas 1991 speech, Dissolving the Soviet Union, contains the postscript to Leland Palmer, with love. In our final segment, we turn to celebrity. Kim Kardashian may not have broken the internet with her risque photo shoot for Paper Magazine, but she may instead have netted a lucrative deal as the new spokesmodel for Butterball Turkey. As everyone who has ever cooked Thanksgiving dinner knows, it's all about the basting. And when images of the reality star's perfectly greased derriere hit the press, Butterball corporate couldn't gobble them up fast enough. A food scientist employed by the poultry purveyor gushed, 
We've been working for years and years to find that perfect blend of butter and oil that will go on in an even, glistening application, and when hot, leave nothing but beautiful brown behind. She has been offered an undisclosed sum not only to share her secrets, but to also lend her ample talents to an ad campaign that Butterball hopes will make holiday turkey consumption sexy again. Said a spokesman, We've seen what she can do with the whole bird. Now we'd like to see what she can do with just the breasts. And that's been it for news in my orbit. We'll be right back right after this. Buddha. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Weasels. Weasels, when a lawyer just isn't around. Buddha. Joining us today is special guest correspondent Sir Cornwallis Willoughby. Sir Cornwallis is going on a worldwide tour, but mostly staying in the States. Sir Cornwallis is doing a special report on Thanksgiving. Sir Cornwallis, it's great to have you back. Oh yes, thank you, Emery. It's so good to be here and be back in your presence. I must suggest, however, that you Yanks have some very odd customs. Really, Sir Cornwallis? Like what? Well, I dare say, I have heard of this turducken sort of contraption, where you stick a duck inside of a turkey. We just don't do that at home. You don't see the Queen stuffing His Royal Highness into something else. It's just not done. I swear, you don't see a stag inside of a moose. You don't see an albatross inside of a Boeing 747. It's just not done, sir. You Americans have some very, very odd customs. I must admit, I did see one thing that I did rather like. You all put a featherless bird in sort of a a vat of oil, and you deep-fry said turkey. I will say it's giving fowl quite another name. (laughs) But I digress. You understand, however, that putting a turkey inside of a boiling vat of oil does not Thanksgiving dinner make. In fact, the Britons don't even celebrate Thanksgiving. We don't believe in it. What's to be thankful for? I swear, poor dental care, if you're of the lower classes, of course, is just not something to celebrate. I, however, have one of the most delightful orthodontic dentists in the world. Yes, of course, I actually fly him in from Zimbabwe. Apparently, he's fighting some sort of... Ebola virus, but, you know, first things first, let's take care of my teeth. Speaking of your teeth, I must admit, why don't these birds have a little bit more of a bite? Perhaps you could put some barbecue sauce on them, or perhaps a little uh, red-hot sauce. I do love a little red-hot. I remember one time I was eating dinner on a very cold November night, much like your Thanksgiving. It was comprised of old fish and stale chips, and I thought, hmm... What would be better than a little curry mixed with red sauce? And it was delightful. Have you ever thought about putting that on one of those birds? I must admit, it might sauce things up a bit. (laughs) Anyway, I again digress. You must admit, at what is with this stuffing? You take, I don't know, bread and... I don't other sort of things, and you jumble it up, and it looks like crumbly crumbs. I don't believe in crumbly crumbs. At the manor, I always remember we had full slices of bread, not half loaves or, or full loaves, just, just, just a whole bakery full of it. It was delightful. And what is with this pumpkin pie? Pumpkins are for patches, not for pie. And you put this whipping cream on them. What is that about? I swear, I don't understand. You Yanks have so many... Un- unique customs. And I must admit, what are these vegetarian options? I do declare, how do these people ever stay alive on nothing but vegetables? I I don't understand it. How can you make a turkey out of things that aren't actually turkey? I believe they just mash a lot of wheat up and pretend it's a bird. People haven't been that crazy since Sir Genghis Khan decided to go over a mountain. And what did he do? He conquered the world. Sort of. Ish. Not really. But I digress. Be more like the Britons. Don't have this day where you gobble your gobble and stuff your stuffings. You must learn temperance and patience and all kinds of lovely withdrawal. Listen, we've been suffering for years. Well, I have no doubt you've been suffering for years, Sir Cornwallis. Do you have anything else to share with us? Oh, my dear, I have much more to say. But let me just say, the way you use cranberries in the States, it's just an abomination. Well, I think that's been it for our correspondence with Sir Cornwallis Willoughby. We'll be right back, right after this. Buddha. Today's episode of the Buddhaverse is brought to you by Throw Pillows. Throw Pillows, when your spouse just isn't enough to spice up your bed. Buddha. And welcome back. Judy Scheinbaum is now ready to answer your questions in a segment we like to call The Last Lung with Judy. Judy Scheinbaum, 
The floor is yours. Oh, Emery, thank you so much. It is a delight to have you here, and I am just in a Thanksgiving kafluffle. Judy, what's going on? Oh, my goodness. You know how I love Thanksgiving. I don't celebrate some of your other Goyam holidays, but I will say, mmm, it's delightful. If I don't have my face in a couple turkey legs, I don't know what's going on. We have some questions. Let's get to it. Ooh, Marge in Hot Springs, Arkansas asks, How do I go on knowing Benedict Cumberbatch is off the market? Oh, sweetheart, there is no going on. There is no Titanic song. There is no Celine Dion. You are done. Hang up your coat, sweetheart. The mink is done. The rouge has faded and your life is over. I'm sorry to say. Next. Barry in White Plains, New York asks, My partner forgives Xmas trees because she thinks they are phallic. How can I inject a little holiday spirit into our home? Well, sweetheart, I think you know how I put a little holiday spirit into my home. I don't do trees. What I do is I have a little menorah. Actually, I have 17 around the home just to give me a little extra light. I think it's a time where we celebrate our holidays and traditions, and I, of course, as you know, just love to light those candles. Oh, they light me up so good. Mm, every time I light, I get a little mmm, you know what I mean? So what I would suggest is find a tradition that works for you. Perhaps you guys have troll dolls that you could put in your window and do their hair up kind of nice, a la 1997, because, you know, that was a thing. You could also take trees, chop them up, and have a little bonfire right in the middle of your apartment. I hope your landlord is okay with it, and I'm not in any way suggesting that arson is an option. But, my dear, if you've got renter's insurance, who's to stop you? Next. Oh, hello, Lorelai in Galetta, California. She asks, dry skin has happened. I look like a lizard. What do I do? Oh, sweetheart, what I do? Moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. I haven't met a lotion I haven't loved. I lathered that thing on like buttercream in an apple orchard. It is amazing. What you have to do, there are some minerals from the Dead Sea. I must admit, they are to die for. And you will feel like your dry skin is dying just like that sea does. It's going to do a lot of exfoliating for you. You're going to feel like a new woman like that. So, my dear Californian friend, go down to the Dead Sea, take a little dip, and get those minerals all over your face. Ooh, here we go. Sam in Chicago, Illinois says to me, Can you help me with my petition to abolish daylight savings time? We're not all farmers these days. Oh, sweetheart, of course I will help you. Daylight savings time is crazy to me. I mean, who needs daylight at 7 o'clock in the morning? I must admit to you, it is a travesty. I like my daylight later. I like my sunlight later. I don't need it early. Waking up in the morning is like taking a shiv to my temple while I'm going to temple. It's not a pleasant thing. You must admit, however, that the world is as the world does. So before you get your petition conniption in a fit, I must admit to you this. Just because Judy supports you does not mean that other people will. I just want to be realistic and, of course, prepare you for the inevitability that we will still have daylight saving time come, you know, whenever it starts. So while you're falling behind, my friend, just think you're with every other American school child in the nation. Okay, look, our last question is from Patty in Kokomo, Indiana. She says, Suggestions for my secret Santa this year? I have $5 to spend. Sweetheart, I don't know what I could do with $5. I think maybe get one of those nail files that would make my cuticles bunch up in a lovely little way. For $5, what are you supposed to do? You can't even buy lunch for $5 anymore. I could go ahead and get a subway token for one ride from here to the Bronx, and I'd still not get my $5 taken care of. You, my dear, are having a bit of a problem, and I wish I could help. What I would do if I was you, but I'm not, so I can't say that this is what you should do, but I think this is probably what you should do. Listen very closely. Take that $5, put it in an envelope, slide it under the thing for your secret Santa. Never has this been done, but I love it. Why? Because I love the green. Even though it's $5, maybe she could put it towards something. Perhaps a nice beret or a scrunchie. I don't know. Perhaps she needs a new Moomoo. Who's to say? Sweetheart Moomoo's on cheap these days and I can't really help you. But I guess that's it for my help. I love you all. That's been it for The Last Lung with Judy. We'll be right back right after this. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Static Cling. Static Cling, making packing peanuts act like a horny schnauzer since 1937. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Booterverse. I have a very special guest. You know, I say that every week, but all of our guests are special. They're extra specialty, specially guests. And I am sitting here with the inimitable DJ Gary Glass, whose real name is actually Carrie Glass. 
Dun, dun, dun. Mm. It's a it's a conundrum that Alfred Hitchcock wouldn't even try to attempt to solve. Sir, why the name change? Um, not really sure. I, I needed the DJ name, and I didn't want to use my regular name. And when I introduced myself to people at bars, no one suspects my name is Carrie. I always get Gary, Terry, whatever. And then this whole creepy Gary persona came about one year. And I was like, creepy Gary, hmm. So then I just switched, you know, the first and last of my first and last name and Gary Class. I love it. I love that. I love that you decided to just play with your name and still keep it as a moniker of the delightfulness that you are. (laughs) Now, Carrie, you have had sort of an interesting past, my friend. Very. Very interesting. Where were you born? Uh, I was actually born in Indiana, right above Louisville. Ah. Southern Indiana. Hmm. Armpit of America. By Tell City? Anywhere by Tell City? Oh, uh, not far. I think like an hour from Tell City. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know my Southern Indiana geography. A lot of people don't know that about me. And you became, now this is a true story. You spent how many years in the National Guard? Uh, I was in for seven years. Wow. Mm-hmm. That must be why you can bench press more than my weight. <laughs> I don't know about that. Carrie, come on. Let's let's be honest. Um, I'm not saying you look heavy. I'm just pretty weak. I have not gained weight since we met those years ago. Speaking of those years ago, how was the National Guard? That's got to be an interesting past. You spent seven years. That's a good good long time. Um, I went into it not really knowing what I was getting myself into. And believe it or not, I was a big procrastinator in high school. And so I wasn't going to be able to join my friends in college on track. So I was like, well, instead of wasting time here in my hometown... I'm going to join the Guard, get my school paid for. At first, I hated it. It was Mm. awful. Um, And then this weird, twisted thing happens where you start to enjoy it a little bit, and you don't know why, and then you get out, and then you have all this like nostalgia, and you're like, wow, that wasn't so bad, but it is what it is. You were actually in the sandbox, is that right? Correct. Wow. Any thoughts on that? Do you want to? I was in Afghanistan. I was there for a year. It was a great learning experience, but I don't ever really want to go back. It was extremely boring. More than anything else, just so boring. Mm, a lot of beige, I would imagine. Yes. Mm. Are you a beach man? Oh, yeah. I love the beach. Because I hear they've got a lot of sand over there. they got a ton of sand. Mm. Too much sand, perhaps? I mean, I don't know how you would really weigh that, but I think they have plenty. Yeah. I, I think by metric ton. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm not a geologist or a sand weigher now, you came back after playing in the sandbox, and what did you do? Uh, I went back to school. Yes. Uh, school was interrupted so I could go to Afghanistan. When I got back, the only right thing to do would be go back to school. And then uh, from there, I got presented with an opportunity to open a nightclub. Well, who hasn't? Right. <laughs> and so I ended up opening up Trust, and I uh, did that for about two years. Mm. And and that's when the DJ and myself, you know, met each other. Wonderful person. Now, restaurant club management. Talk to us about that. Interesting, not interesting. What would people not understand about managing a nightclub? Uh, There's a lot more that goes into it than what you would ever think. I worked literally 70, 80 hour weeks. And people only think you work at night. That is not the case. And... They think you can fix all their problems magically just like that. Not true. That's not been my experience, Gary. <laughs> Carrie, that's not been my experience. I feel like any problem that I had, you were right there. Oh, because I liked you. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That's sweet of you to say. So you you got into the DJing from this club management experience? Uh, kind of. Like I had an interest in it beforehand. I thought it was pretty cool. And then uh, I started bringing these DJs in, and I was seeing what we were paying them, and they would come in, work for four hours, and some of them would make more in four hours than I would make in a full week. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? And then I was listening to what they were playing. I was like, I think I can do that. Well, I think I can do that maybe a little better. So I started DJing. And bam, here you are. And you have DJed all across the country. I have. Where has been your favorite place to DJ? Favorite place is probably Providence, Rhode Island. Let's let's take a moment and stop. Um, did I hear you correctly? Providence, Rhode Island? <laughs> yes. All right. 
Other than being a prison town shanty in the 1800s, why Rhode Island? I think it's like the whole uh, East Coast Jersey kid thing. Mm. They were just ready to go that night and uh, it got pretty wild. Like There was a lot of energy in the room. A lot of product in the hair, I would imagine. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Do you think if you would have spent less time procrastinating and more time on your hair as a high school student, things might have been different? Oh, I spent plenty of time on my hair in high school. More, because more than than now, probably. Really? Because oh, it yeah. looks fantastic. I mean, I didn't have hi- I don't have highlights now. Oh, Ooh, are we talking like <laughs> a la Justin Timberlake highlights? A la Justin Timberlake Ooh. streaks. Yes, hello, In Sync. We're ready to rock and roll. Do you play any In Sync? Yeah, of course. Who mm. doesn't? So good. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't know who doesn't play in sync. It's a nice way to uh, end the night when the lights come on. Mm, yeah, it's like, hey, remember your childhood? It's over. <laughs> sort of an homage to a past that used to be but is not yet going to come. At least we still have JT. Yes, thank God. He's magnificent. Favorite JT album, go. Favorite JT album. I can't even name one, but I like them. They're good. Mm, they are all good, <laughs> The singles they? are good. Yeah. Whew. I, miss I guess his... Justified, was that his first one? I think so. Hmm. I miss those highlights, though. You know, sometimes you're just like, let's bring back that denim, let's bring back the Britney Spears, let's make that couple happen again, and let's relive the early 2000s. He had an extensive amount of curls going on. Like, he had to have a man perm, without a doubt. Do you think it was... But here's the thing. I always wonder, was that his natural hair whatnot, or do you think now he straightens it? That's the question. I think now he kind of has it shaved, so it's kind of hard to tell. He doesn't let it grow out and get that poof going like uh, the chia the chia effect. Mm. God, I miss that chia fro thing with the highlights. Just taking a minute here to think about that. You remember that time uh, we were at Trust and these ladies didn't know like what was going on, but they like saw you and you just looked official and they thought you were a manager? With- they did, and this is a true story. This is a true story. I took them on a tour... Of the club, I believe I comped their drinks just one one round, just one round. It wasn't a lot. It was just one round. I remember you telling me that. And um, you know, I could, I, I, I don't want to say I misrepresented myself. I think I represented myself quite well. And your lovely establishment. I wasn't mad. Why would you have been? No, it was great, perfect. Mm. I was like, why doesn't everyone else get it? Why are you the only one that gets it? Oh, Carrie, I know. My friend, you like pit bulls. Yeah. Not just the pit bull, but pit bulls. Do you still have yours? I still have the one. And her name's Chaka Khan. And yes. she's great. Mm, after the inimitable Chaka Khan. Exactly. Actually, it actually came from the land of the lost, uh, Chaka Khan. Have you seen the one with Will Ferrell? You know, I have, but it was a long time ago. But yes, it is also the 80s singer. Mm. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that you lost a pup. Yeah. Wow, you just. Whew. Real heavy here in the Buddhaverse all of a sudden. Sometimes we go deep, bro. Sometimes we go deep. Um, any specific reason why you love the breed? Uh, I just, no real reason. It was my, my first pit bull was the one that I lost. And it was just a great dog, like awesome dog. Lap dog, happy, never met a stranger, not aggressive. Like not what people think. Just why are people smart. so stupid when it comes? <laughs> when it, I mean, I don't mean that in a general sense because my audience, if you're listening to this, you are not included in that group. You are a gem of a human being, and you are as smart as smarty smart can be. But why do people think that pit bulls are so bad? Uh, they get a bad rap because, you know, they're strong, powerful dogs, and you train any animal to attack or be vicious. Like, pit bulls have an advantage because, I guess, they're strong jaws or whatever. So anything they bite down on, they're not going to let go of. I don't think my dogs ever bit anything. Mm-hmm. Like tennis balls? Doesn't care about toys. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Just cares about you. Just me. Mm. A lot of people. Mm. Your dog's basically like the women that you date, I suppose. In that, <laughs> in that, in that sense. Just cares about you. Uh, Selfless, charming, delightful. That sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that you've ever dated. Yep. Yep. I've... Just, just like that. <laughs> Too soon on that one? A little bit. Okay. I, Malia, I've been dating this girl, Malia, for like five years. So she's going to be like, oh, all the women. What, what are you talking about, Carrie? Hey, Malia. Hey, Malia. This is Booterbaugh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's fine. He's fine. He's true. He's honest. He's here with me right now. He's going to be fine. 
You're going to be fine. <laughs> Why don't you, you could come on the Booterverse. We'd love to have you. I don't know what you do. I don't know who you are. We've never met. You don't call. You don't write. But Malia, come on. Invitation to the Booterverse. Oh, it would be great. Everyone would think you have, um, what's the guy with the family guy? What's his name? Peter Griffin. She gets a little heated. She's got like this Italian temper. And then she sounds like Peter Griffin when she gets heated. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lois. Ah. You don't have it. <laughs> hey, Lois. Ah. Yeah. He said duty. Ah. It's kind of funny. Oh, yes. Oh, Father, I, would, I do wonder. What what are we doing here? Really? I mean, I don't... That is a great Stewie. Thank you. Mm. This is... Uh, this is so good. So you've got the pit bull. Uh, how... Is it difficult to have the pup and travel and do things? No, because, I mean, that's just a certain part of the year. Like, uh, when spring starts coming around, it's like five months out of that. Just a weekend or two. And then we've got some pretty awesome friends here that don't mind taking care of the dog. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I just, I, you know, I'm a husky, Siberian husky man myself. That was my Those are family. cool dogs. They are great dogs. A lot of energy, though. Yeah. And they can go crazy. You know what I mean? Beautiful. You know, kind of like some of the women I've dated. <laughs> Beautiful. Looks great in pictures. Lovely to walk around the neighborhood. And, you know, if they don't get their ample exercise, they snap. <laughs> it's true. Just... I don't, I don't know control. any women like that. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know, um, mm, <clears throat> um, national DJ for Fit Radio. True story. Yeah. What is Fit Radio? Fit Radio is an app. It's a music app. So imagine like Pandora. Uh, you pick your station or your genre of music that you want to listen to, and then it's putting out a DJ engineered mix. So if you want to listen to top forty, hip hop, whatever, you're gonna get thirty to forty five minutes of the newest stuff or even some old stuff of a DJ putting it all together. So it's continuous upbeat music that you don't have to like sort through and like find what song and da 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 da. You know what I like about your DJing, if I may say? I like that you incorporate literally from almost every decade a song or several songs to compile a, a mix. And I love that about you. I think that's it's very unique. I think a lot of DJs just kind of stay in kind of the here and now but again you're mixing for different things i mean obviously in a club mix is going to be different than some of the other mixes that you're going to make for something like fit radio i mm-hmm. would imagine mm-hmm. but i really think it's great that you're able to incorporate a lot of different genres and decades into into your mix to kind of create a, a really interesting um, experience for listeners yeah i mean i, I don't like when uh, a dj gets stuck on like one thing I don't listen to one type of music. I don't think you listen to just one type of music. So just everyone likes fun, feel-good music. So just put it out there. Absolutely. I'm kind of on a Taylor Swift kick right now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. It's so... Her new, the, the new album is so good. Shake It Off? Is yeah, that the... Yeah, I don't even... 19, what is it? 89, 1989? Yeah. Plat, platinum? Yeah, she fucking went platinum. Really? Yeah, man. Nice. We're gonna have to edit out the fuck. That's the. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, no, I gotta. Yeah, I don't. Shouldn't. Yeah, she went platinum. It's amazing. I, I'm really proud of her. You know, no matter what the critics say about Miss Miss Swift, she's always right there with a platinum award-winning album to just stick it in their faces. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> you know who I wish I could get? Avril Lavigne. Where did she go? Yeah, what happened to her? I don't know. 2004 was a beautiful year. I kept hearing Skater Boy and that other song that she did that was equally as popular as Skater Boy on the radio at all times. It was a song of my childhood, or at least college summer. I felt good about myself. I miss uh, that same little era, Mandy Moore. Yeah, man. She was so hot in that one video she had. Do well, you remember? And th- yes. Oh, and that, remember that vi- movie that was like the first, like yes. the prelude to Fault in Our Stars, where like she was, did she have the cancer? I don't know. I don't anyone. know. Somebody had the cancer. Somebody details. had the cancer, and somebody. It was very like very sad, and I was like, Mandy Moore, like, oh my, oh my God, don't don't die. Who had the cancer? Can someone <laughs> who tell me who had the cancer? <laughs> it's good. Somebody look that up. We have the internets here in the studio. Can somebody look that up, please? <laughs> oh, Mandy Moore, God bless you. Mm. Yeah, she was. She was the sweetheart. Of that generation, you know, because remember, like, she was the sweet girl of the, you know, is Mandy Moore, it was uh, the good old Britney Spears, it was, um, oh, who am I thinking of? Um, 
Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera, thank you. Not only were you a national DJ, but you're, and I quote, your mom's favorite DJ. Tell her I said hello. I will tell Karen that you said hello. She listens. Your mom's name is Karen? You betcha. My mom's name is Karen. What? Weird. Whoa. The Buddhaverse is now shaking. I can feel it. Wow. As if we needed one more thing to draw us closer together. When's your mom born? I don't think she would like me revealing that. Well, I don't need a year. Just a month. Oh, November. My mom is November. She just had a birthday. Mine too. What? November 9th. 10th. No way. True story. Shut up. I won't do it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm, so why would weird. I make that up? I Like, I sent a card and everything, and it got there on time this year. Sun points. Wink. Nice. I am a not... Sometimes I forget things. I always tell people it's the 12th. I always think all year long is the 12th. And then I always mess up every year. Like, Mom, your birthday's this day. It's like, no, Carrie. The 9th. So now <sighs> I think I've got it. That's good. Because, see, I just think 10-11, because that's easy for me. Now you can think 11-9. Or just invert 9-11. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Why not? You said you'd never forget. I will never forget. You won't forget. Good. Do you see about those guys on the scaffolding of the the new Trade Center Tower? Almost died. Really? Oh, yeah, man. The sca- Like, they were window washers. And they, like, almost died. They were saved. By Spider-Man. I was going to say Spider-Man or Superman. <laughs> I feel like Spidey had this one. <coughs> because, like, you got to give Spider-Man something to do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Superman's like, oh, fast speeding, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, but Spider-Man's like, Peter, come on. Seriously, bro. Like, you got you to gotta just save people from buildings and, like, get Dr. Octopus, like, all in the web. So, you know, we're safe. That's all. Man, those superhero movies kind of piss me off because they don't really introduce any other villains and then they remake them with the same crappy villains it's like there's way more villains lots of villains tons tons of villains who's your favorite villain favorite villain yeah do you have one god i don't know they're all so twisted mm. where do i begin mm. um wherever you want apocalypse off of uh, <gasps> x-men oh yeah He's man. pretty intense okay nerd points to you friend <laughs> because apocalypse is a i think in general average circles a very lesser known villain and he was like one of the biggest baddest villains out there yeah nobody messes with him no he makes the sentinels look yeah no offense i was about to use the r word but i'm not gonna do it because i know how that offends people and i'm not an offender or -er. yeah apocalypse so why does my mom like you as a dj why are you her favorite i'm just her favorite ask her i don't know she won't quit sending me fan mail Karen will... I play a lot of Fleetwood Mac and Rod Stewart. Who knows? <sighs> I do love a good Fleetwood. How do you feel about the Carpenters? Uh, I don't really feel anything. Mm. <laughs> you know, she died of anorexia and you feel nothing. I mean, I, I can't really think of a Carpenter song off the top of my head, but I know... We've only just begun. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully those levels didn't clip. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. My producer's giving us the thumbs up. Those levels did not clip, and you are welcome, Booterverse. So I'm just going to have to call Karen and say, Mom, why is DJ Gary Class your favorite? Carrie, you know it's so difficult for me to invert the letters. Yeah, it's weird, right? It is a little weird. Not because I don't want to support you, it's just because I've known you for for a long time. But you want to know what? You're my first DJ. Yeah? On the program, I mean. Oh. I thought you meant it another yeah, way. Yeah, no. Nope. Um, it's, yeah, it's really weird trying to like, well, my name's uh, DJ Gary Glass. Oh, cool. Well, nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's Carrie Glass. And then you have to go through the whole spiel. I think I have an awful DJ name. Don't really like it too much. I thought about changing it several times, but it's to the point where it's like, if I change it, then I've lost a lot of what I've done. So it's kind of weird. Plus all the money you spent on the promotions and the mm-hmm. pictures. Yep. Better than any... You mean, you look better than I do in my stuff. Well, I appreciate I mean, that. Not hard to do, bro. I just wear bow ties. That's my thing. I, I love the bow ties. I'm a little disappointed you're not wearing one tonight. Sorry for the listeners. He does not have a bow tie on today. Well, I don't have one on tonight. It was like a casual... We're recording on a Friday. It's a casual Friday. Tis casual Friday. Uh, but I want you to know, I, I literally do have three in my car. Would it make you feel better if I went out and got one and put it on? 
only if it would make you feel better if you went out and got one. I like how you were so deferential to my needs in that situation, and I think that's why you're such a good pet owner. <laughs> when you served in the National Guard, do you think it prepared you for being a DJ? I mean, do you get hostile folk out there? Do you have to use self-defense techniques to keep the women at bay? <laughs> uh, I gotta, like, well, just basically ignore people. Be like, can I hear the wobble? No. Can I hear this? No. People don't understand that, like, I'm not a jukebox, for one. And when you're matching songs, you got to go by the beats per minute, the BPM, and they request something, or you're in this, you know, you're in the zone, like you're playing this certain type of music, and they want to hear something that will not go with it whatsoever. It just, they're going to throw off the whole evening, basically. Why do they want to do that? Why do they feel like they're entitled to throw off an entire evening? Uh, they're not going to throw off the whole evening, but they're just, they don't really understand what all goes into it, keeping a mood, etc. Yeah, you want to have lows, highs, breaks. You know, I know. I know these things. <laughs> it's just you set a certain mood and then, like, um, I don't know, you're playing some hip-hop and then they want to hear the Macarena. Like, Seriously, do people still ask for the Macarena? I've heard, I've had a couple requests. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. I am absolutely flabbergasted that in the, it's 2014. The end of 2014, mind you, but 2014, and they still want the Macarena? Well, the worst is when they want, like, the cha-cha. Like, I can't believe people still want to hear the cha-cha. Do you DJ weddings? Are you a wedding DJ this now? This was actually at an event that I did uh, not too long ago. It was like a like a charity event here in town, and the women that came, they wanted to hear the cha-cha, the electric slide, all this other stuff. I played it, but I was absolutely miserable. I was surprised I had it. But you did have it. I did have it. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so I got all my music from a DJ in Cincinnati because I was like, hey, dude, I'm not ever really going to DJ or anything. And at the time, I was just at the nightclub. Didn't think I really would. It's like, can I just like, I'm trying to like play around. Can I just get your whole library from you? Which he was drunk and really drunk. And that's the only reason I got it from him. He was like, I would never really do this, but sure. So I got like all the music in the world. How many songs do you have? I, no telling. Like hundreds of thousands of songs? Like 10,000 or something like that. Wow. Hmm. That's but a lot I only of songs. play like a select few of them. When I say select few, probably like three to 400 of them that I rotate out. Do you ever make your own music? No. Um, I'm in school right now, finishing at UK. So, but next semester, I have two classes, then I graduate. Anyway. Well, we'll look forward to that. I hope there's a graduation party, and I hope the booter's invited. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to have a lot of time on the side to just sit down and learn to produce hopefully so i'm excited that is so cool man mm -hmm. well i mean and that would be just another feather in uh, the carry glass cap i'm a man of many hats indeed you are <laughs> do you have a favorite kind favorite kind of hat i like snapbacks snapbacks interesting you want to explain that for people who may not know uh it's like a flat bill hat but with a snapped back instead of like a fitted cap it has a snap bam I like fedoras, too. I don't care what people say. I feel like there are good fedoras and there are bad fedoras. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a sense of proportionality to one's head. All right, I'm not going to say fedora. More, maybe more like the bowler style. I don't mm -hmm. know the exact name of it. But it looks like a fedora, but it's not. I hear you. No, I mean, there are, lots of, there are lots of different kinds of hats in the sort of fedora family, if you will. You know, when I think of fedora, I think of like 1940s, like... Oh, see, we're going to get get that copper, see. You know, that, but, but like, people can wear it and wear it with confidence and look good in it. Just not a lot of people. I think the boot are good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, you're more of a top hat kind of man. I could rock myself some top hats. I'm not going to lie about that. But you know what? It's like, you want to step out. I'm not Slash. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I'm not going to just... You just ruined the whole image. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, how do rockers appropriate top hats and make it seem so cool? Yeah, I wonder how many top hats that guy has. Probably a lot. Has EDM, the acronym for electronic dance music... Which you think I hate. E what? I hate. I hate when people call it that, but it's like summed up like all these kind of different right. electronic sounds in one category, but yeah, EDM. I... I don't mean to be the guy that's like, oh, I just read an article, but I did read an article um, about how EDM is sort of supplanted hip hop and is actually sort of a gentrified version of hip hop. And so 
it's interesting how a lot of African-American artists who really delve into hardcore hip-hop and who have stayed true to the hip-hop roots of the early 90s just hate EDM. Man, well, now there's a lot of crossover of EDM and hip-hop. Like, they're meshing now, and it is awesome. It is. I mean, like, we think it's awesome, but, like, purists. like oh, there purists, are, yeah, they probably hate it. Yeah. Oh, man, hip-hop purists, man. Ugh. Well, and I mean, these are the people who got on uh, Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. when she did Starships because, you know, they were it like... Has that break, yeah. Exactly. Well, because she was a legitimate hip-hop artist. I mean, had street cred everything. Everything. I mean, sorry for evolving and making something new. like. Right, but but what what do you think they said about her? Yeah, sell out. Sell out, exactly right. But she's not. I mean, she's just doing her thing. Yeah, I mean, her new stuff, Anaconda's... Uh... Kind of, maybe a little electronic-y, but not really. No, I mean, I, and I just think for them it was like that something like Starship was so poppy. Yeah, I thought it was really poppy. Extremely poppy. And they're yeah. like, oh, the poppy, you know, bubblegum, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, can't, like, if you're an artist, like, just because you want to make a buck doesn't necessarily make you a horrible person. Yeah, for sure. I don't think. I mean, she's in that whole top 40, like, area, and that's kind of where you would, like, want to be, like... She wants to be in the spotlight. She wants to make millions. She wants to have fans. Isn't that what those same guys want? Like, sorry for going to what sells and what works. Yeah, well, because if I was to quote uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot, and I do often, you know, the man just liked big butts. And he couldn't lie about it. You know? His anaconda don't. (laughs) Want none. Unless you got buns. Right. Huh? See? Xandaconda don't. It don't. He don't. I don't know what the correct pronoun would be. He don't. He don't, yeah. He hurt my heart. (laughs) (laughs) You pulled my heart. (laughs) That was a nice little giggle there. (laughs) You pulled my heart. (laughs) I... think i don't laugh i do laugh yeah, i've never seen you laugh till now it's so weird <laughs> because it's just <laughs> it's deep down bro it's deep it's deep my laughter it's like it's like a river that runs deep you know some have said i have a photographic memory what have others said he just remembers what he wants <laughs> my producer says i have sort of a selective hearing oh that's a guy thing Oh, it is kind of a guy thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't quite... Mm. And a lot of people don't know this, my producer is a female. White noise. <laughs> she is actually white, too, so I don't know if that exacerbates the issue or not. Oh, I thought the, like her producer name was pro- like white noise. <laughs> <laughs> She's flashing gang signs now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Favorite thing about life right now, go. Favorite thing about life... I think I've finally just learned to let things roll off your back. Not everything's that so serious or that important. And I've just learned to take a step back and appreciate and be thankful for the small things. That's my favorite thing. I'm just enjoying life. So you're basically taking on the persona of a duck. (laughs) Of a duck. Just let that roll off your back, man. Yeah. We were talking a lot of different things about music. Favorite music right now, go. I really like... I'm liking the new electronic stuff that's coming out with uh, the hip-hop artists and uh, stuff like that. Can you be more specific? Do you want to be more specific? I don't really know if anybody would know what I'm talking about. So, Bro, this is my audience is adept. They're adept. They're wonderful people. They'll know. Yeah. Or All they right. can look up it. You know, look it up on the Google. I really like uh, the new stuff TJR is coming out with and the new stuff Jack U, which is Dilo, Diplo and Skrillex. It's pretty oh, good stuff. Okay, I know both of those. Okay, yeah. all right. Hey, you're hip with it. Bam. My bad. I mean, who doesn't know Skrillex? Come on, come on, right? Well, he's uh, he's combined with this new uh, this new guy. He combined with Diplo to make a new little group called Jack U. Who was Diplo with before? Diplo is himself, but then he's also got a thing with Major Laser. Yeah, and then he's also got a huge uh, production company called uh, Mad Decent. See, so he's got his own label. Man, I've got the booter has his finger on the pulse. You knew all that? The pulse of what? I have no idea. <laughs> but I have it there. My finger is there. Maybe where it shouldn't be, but it's there. I don't see why it shouldn't be there. 
but it is in fact there. So where's where's next for you? Where where is your next venture going to take you? Where where's where where are you going? That is the big question. So I graduate in May, and I'm gonna take up producing music until then. And uh, right now, my girlfriend and I were talking about moving to Hawaii for six months to a year because it's the only time in your life you're gonna be like, oh, I got this degree that I'm gonna postpone getting a real job with, and then just to like, hey, we lived in Hawaii. Why the hell not? Um, do that route or, you know, try to go and get a real job. But really what I ultimately want to do is, you know, produce and continue to DJ and try to make something of that and, you know, hopefully live somewhere coastal. Southern California would be sweet. And then, you know, and then I, I don't know, I'm thinking about backpacking Europe for a month after I graduate. I have no idea. I know people. Yeah. Yeah. If you need some in Europe. That'd be great. I've got a guy who sends me cheese from someplace that I can't mention. Really? May not be. Legal cheese? You know, Carrie, there are some lovely cheeses in Europe, not allowed here in the States. What do they have in them? They not meet FDA requirements? Bacteria, my friend. Uh, Yep. Bacteria. Oh, yeah. You can't take like soil and stuff. You betcha. That's right. Crazy. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, delightful cheese. Mm, it is good, mm, and I like it. And I, if I had cheese that was apparently appropriated from another locale other than the United States, which I'm not in any way saying that I do or do not have. Fact. Come at me, bro. Come at me. I'm talking to USDA. Oh, I know you have your little farm bureaus everywhere. <laughs> we can rumble in the jungle, my friends. Gary, have you? There you go with the Gary again. <laughs> Carrie, have fun. you ever had any run-ins with the USDA? Uh, no. Good. Not, not to, Good. No, not they will cut a bitch. You don't even know. Like, they'll cut the curds and a bitch. <clears throat> so maybe think about Hawaii, huh? Yeah. How's the music scene in Hawaii? I hear it's pretty awful. <laughs> Not lying. <laughs> I've got a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear it's well, you know, it's, it's, well, Ed, yeah, Ed, I, I hear it's pretty awful. <laughs> I've got a friend that lives out there, and uh, I've got a friend that actually is from there. He's been there his whole life. Uh, he went to Vegas for a little bit. And now he's here in town bartending, and they're like, "Yeah, the DJs just suck, man. You can come in, you can play anywhere you want. You'll kill it out there." I'm like, "All right, gnarly, bro." Gnarly bro. If you ever say the words gnarly bro again, I will cut you. (laughs) Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, a lot of people don't know this. This man had long hair once upon a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the next thing you know, you're going to see him. He's going to have the dreads and, you know, a hula skirt on. Maybe the coconut bra. Thoughts on that? Uh, I don't really need one, but... You don't need one, but would you wear one? Yeah, why not? Why not? Indeed. Who cares? So, Carrie, we always offer our guests the opportunity to share something with the audience. Whatever you want, it is a free reign and your opportunity to talk to them. Um, I really don't know what I would say. A lot of people say that. That's okay. <laughs> kind of caught off guard there. No, I know. You know what? And that's what we want. I would say it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what other people say. Do what you want to do and be yourself and do what makes you happy. Because ultimately, you're the only person stopping yourself from doing anything. And it doesn't really matter at all like what the naysayers say. And there's always going to be naysayers. And if you're afraid to try something, don't be. Because you. What if you fall? But you know what? What if you fly? Mm. Fly like an eagle. Mm. Well, my friend, you, sir, have worn an eagle on your chest and you've flown like one. And I am glad (laughs) that you were on the show. If there was a way that people could get in touch with you, how could they do that? Uh, Go to my website. It's www.djgaryclass.com. Or, you know, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, it's the same thing, at djgaryclass. Well, get your butts to social media and see what this man is up to. Are you on SoundCloud? Because I, I am. I know. Well, I. 
If there was a place where people could hear your lovely mixes on the internet, where could they go? Uh, go to Fit, download the Fit Radio app and start listening to that. You don't have to be going to the gym for it. You can listen to it casually at home. It's got great stuff. And then uh, my SoundCloud as well. And then you can get through that through my website. Excellent. And that's just GaryClass.com? It'd be uh, SoundCloud.com backslash DJ Gary Class or just www.djgaryclass.com. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I always forget the dot after the www. I just feel like people know that it's www.thebooter.com. But I always just say www.booter.com. Mm-hmm. Or the www.thebooter.com. I forget the dot. So what if you get like six W's with a period in the middle? If if someone is going <laughs> to put six W's, they're, no. No one who's going to do that is listening to this Your program. educated audience does not do that. They do not. My audience poll. are gems, all of them. Is there any Sally's? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note. Did it. Oh, we're not. You do not get a rim shot, my friend. That's been it. <laughs> that has been it. <laughs> That's been it with our guest. <laughs> That's been it for our guest, Carrie Glass. Again, thank you so much. And my friends, we will be right back right after this. Here at the Buddhaverse, we'd like to send a special thanks to DJ Gary Class for being on the show. We'd like to send a special thanks to Courtney and our sound engineer, Sonny, for producing such a lovely program. Also, a special thanks to Quadrants for composing our theme song. And of course, to you, the listeners, for listening in. We are so glad you did. If you haven't had enough of me here, you can also find me all over social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and even on Instagram. You can find us at The Booter. We'd love to hear what you think about the show, and there's actually a place for you to comment on our website. If you go to www.thebooter.com, you can find the comment section and let us know what you think. We're also on Pinterest because, you know, men should be on Pinterest. I know interstellar travel is a bit difficult, but the Booterverse is always a click away. 